What's going on, nerds? This is Mike. This is Bill. And we got Raiden in the heat. I'm, I'm Raiden. Welcome back. Yeah, Thank welcome you very much. Back to the show, Super excited bro. to be back. I love being here. Talking about um, the last Ronin. Yes. The last I Ronin. I almost forgot what we were talking about. Yep. Took a long while for that to get, get the whole story out there. Dude. Oh, my gosh. Production issues. COVID. If you've been waiting through like even the teasers, it's been like three to five years. Yeah. yeah and it's only five books. I know. And they're not even that long. So, and it took, you know, yeah, it's a the better part of a year novel. and a half. Uh, right? Yeah. Took a long like time. A year and a half at least. It was that fifth edition. I'm happy they took their time. When did they the did first, right. yeah. when did the first book drop? Do you know the date on that? Uh, great question. They also delayed the first book drop. I think. Yeah, the first and the last book drop got delayed. It's uh, well, yeah, the last one did for sure. I think it was like suggested for mature readers only. Mature, mature. Okay, keep mature. going. Keep going, because I'm looking this up real quick. Oh, that's smart. I should have just done that. Uh, but before we get into the spoilers, because we're gonna totally do deep oh, dive on o- this. October, 100% okay, this. October twenty eighth, two thousand twenty was the first issue. Yeah, it was supposed to come out that August. Okay. Yeah, I remember so, that because I was waiting so impatiently. Dude. Yeah. So two years. Why? It took for five books to come out. And three years of teasing it. Yeah, teasing it. Yeah. So anyway. We should get into check this shit out. You had uh, something for for us that you wanted to talk about, right, Bill? So yeah, with New York Comic Con that just came out, they've announced a lot more things that are happening. Um, so we're getting a few new comic books. Um, I have to pull this up on my cheat sheet yet. I wasn't ready for this. Why? Because I was getting ready for something else. Oh. Uh. There's no why there is. <laughs> Man, we're all sorts un- un- unprepared this time. It's cool to fix it in post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can. There is no post. Which is what makes that statement so much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, well, I first saw it and I thought there were a bunch of movies that are coming out. I have it on my computer right here. That's where I had it. Um, oh, that's cool. I thought I turned my phone now. So... At the New York Comic Con, they announced um, there's going to be a second season of the Wheel of Time show. I've, have you guys seen it? I've slept through it every time I've tried to watch oh it. Oh my gosh, it's a beautiful train wreck. Is I, it? It's, it's okay. If you like the show and the creators and the actors on it, you're all doing your job, and I appreciate for that. Uh, I don't know anything about Wheel of Time. I don't know anything about what it's based off of. The show itself is like... The effects were really cool those first couple episodes, and then like the storyline, the act, like corny, all of it's so corny, and it's just. <laughs> I've tried to watch it three times and fell asleep every it's single a, time. It's a yeah, even the book. I tried reading the first book a while ago. It was maybe five years ago, 
and I couldn't even get through the first book, and I can make it through most books. It's a mystery science theater show for sure. So like, if you're gonna what? watch it, won't be serious. Well, then I am well, excited. The book, I couldn't even finish it. I was like, "What are we doing here?" And I, I just gave up like halfway through. I was like, "Fuck this," because it's it's just like we should walk a lot and we should talk a lot, and then we should like kind of do some stuff, but not really. Oof. And it's just a. It was like a slog. What do we have in cooler news? So another one. Good, yeah, for sure. Uh, Neil Gaiman's Good Omen season two got a sneak peek. Oh, dope. So that was a really good series. A little bit cheesy at a, a few point in time, time, but it was, it was worth a watch. Um, Dude. Doom Patrol, Titans, uh, Wednesday, Tim Burton's Wednesday. I am low-key excited for Wednesday. That's the the actress who's gonna play Wednesday. I forget I forget her name. It escapes me at the moment. But she's awesome. She's like a really good actress. She's really good at what she does. Uh, Walking Dead is teasing something again. Mm-hmm. Um, Midnight Club, Muppets. Yay! Yeah, Chucky season two. I don't know. Chucky. Chucky yeah. is a show. Chucky two promises more Chucky than ever. I don't know. That, I'm just reading off their headlines here. Gizmodo. I just remember that like Mark Hamill played him in the last movie. I didn't know that they had a whole show. Did he really? Yeah, he voiced. He was the voice of Chucky. Oh my god. It was really different though. Chucky was not a murderer, and that I mean he was, but it wasn't like he was a murderer trapped in a doll's body. He was just a doll gone rogue. Oh so, really? Yeah. And then missed it. Mm. Did you see the new Super Mario Brothers trailer? Uh, Heike excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. No, I haven't. Is it cool? I haven't watched it either. Oh, it's so cool. Everyone's hating on Chris Pratt for, for not going, wahoo, but like, I don't want to sit through an hour and a half or two hours of that. So I'm going, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that he's just doing. And also like, I I take no offense as an Italian American to Mario because like respect the game, but as an Italian American, it's a lot less offensive. I feel to just talk like a human. Uh, although i would i would love um the man who voices mario is in the cast list so i would love to hear i would love to hear the classic mario i think that'd be really like a fun moment but for a whole movie i think that would be a travesty well it'd be fucking a train wreck to listen to over and over yeah it's him yeah i'm sure it's like you know it's made for kids so they wouldn't mind unless you're pushing the buttons no yeah you know you don't I'm sure like the kids wouldn't mind and you got to keep in mind when they make movies like this, all of us are like, oh, nostalgia. But like, I think that's a huge. It's not for us. It's not. It's (laughs) not for us. You know, like um, Teletubbies. When I was when I was little, I was a Teletubbies kid and everyone was like, oh, my God, that's terrible. And everyone asked my parents, like, how do you let your kids watch that? They're Like, it's simple. We don't. We don't watch it. We just let the kids watch it because that's that's for them. Well, right. So exactly. I hope I hope Mario does bring out the nostalgia if, that we need. If anything, it's gonna be way better than the you know what was it the nineties? All the movies that have ever come out for the Mario. 90s Mario movie, the like it, anything's There's gonna be bad. better than that. Oh my gosh! The, car- what do you the mean? cartoons are okay, but oh, uh, they're so half live so action, half animated. They're terrible, and I love them. Well, there was like a nineties one too. Yeah, and that wasn't terrible my son used to watch it actually when he was real little he really loved that show i could just hear all the cigarettes in that mario's voice that's well, all i really and then remember they had, about it 
And then they had like a live action Mario. Yeah, it was like it, looked like it a, was half and half. So they would do yeah, like it was like a homeless looking dude, and it didn't look like what you would think Mario would be at all. It was great. He looked like some dude they grabbed off the street. And Literally like, looked like a hobo. He's on. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> Look, no, jump. Like, it was it was awesome for all the wrong reasons. It was so terrible. I love it. It was pretty funny. Anyway, so on the comic news, now this is what I was looking for when I started off. So there's new comic series. I got excited thinking that these were all movies. Wrong. These are comics that are coming out in 22, 23. Still some decent ones. So. Um, Avengers Assemble is going to be a theme that's going to be coming out. So that's going to be Jason Aaron, who's been writing a lot of the Avengers comics. That's pretty solid. So that'll be something that I'll be looking forward to. And then they're doing a lot of uh, Mr. Sinister with Sins of Sinister coming out in January. Um, and also in December of 2022, Dark Web. So we're getting uh, some more evil Spider-Man multiverse thing, I'm guessing. Oh, sweet. I don't know. Um, and then Summer of Symbiotes in 2023, Captain America Cold War, and then they're still teasing the fall of Krakoa and fall of X in summer 2023, which is why I stopped giving a shit about the X-Men comics because the end is near. The end is near has been their tote for right. ever since Krakoa. Yeah. They created the utopia and they took away all conflict and the end is boring. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's time to make new things. Check this sh- shit out. Sweet. No, was we, it? we ended on started on a sour note and end on a sour note. Do 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 uh, do do. Bring. Yeah. Anyway, the last Ronin, like we were saying, epic. Uh, took forever to come out, but uh, if you got all of it to read, you should read it all worth like, in a row. Worth the wait. I don't mind when people delay things if they're gonna make it good. Like Dude. if you if it would have sucked and I waited forever, I'd have been all kinds of pissed. But it it was so worth the wait. And if it comes out on trade paperback or even hardback, it would be worth it. Well worth it, hundred percent. Because it's that good of a story. Oh yeah, I'd buy like a hardback, like full graphic novel of it for sure. Oh yeah, and it's nice to read too. Uh, after I so I got them all as they came out, and then after the fifth one came out, and I had it. I read them all before I read the fifth one. I just read them all one right after the other. Yep, and I think I that's too. that's the peak experience. That's the right way to do it. It's definitely... Same. That's what just happened with uh, Nice House on the Lake. I haven't read it. All it's, right, so like... Anyways. At where, so before if, we... If you don't know what we're talking about, the last Ronin Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles story. And before uh, we get into spoilers... Before spoilers, what are your guys' first opinion of it after reading... The rest of it because mike you just finished book the last five. i've just finished the last book so spoiler free uh, what is your first i think the ending's incredible like perfect it's like you couldn't ask for a different ending to and for it to be better than that you know what i mean yeah i think it, it ties is. it up like in a yeah with a nice little bow maybe in a, not a nice bow it's kind of a sad one but it's a it's a justified acceptable yeah yeah no realistic. yeah it's it's a realistic yeah, it's like the only thing that, that. could have really happened mm-hmm. 100%. in that situation so it's a comic not for kids this is a, a, yeah. not, not that it's this is what turtles was meant to be well mm-hmm. and it's but still you get the cartoon but, but. turtles and that that was like them as teenage like he's completely different as an adult mm-hmm 
uh, it uh, was it was a heartbreak for me to find out who the last Ronin was. I that messed I, me up. Dude, yeah. what, okay, when it was one. before it came out and everybody was all hyped for it. And sorry, my phone keeps ringing, but I put it on silent and it's still doing that. I'm unprofessional. Anyway, uh, when before it came out, like, and everybody was like trying to guess. You remember? Oh it, yeah, it's pretty pretty even guesses. I feel sh- we didn't start this show before that. No. But I remember calling it, and are we going to say who it is yet? So first up, first oh, impressions we're not doing for Raiden. We're not doing yeah, just one, one moment. Okay. So what was your um, other spoil, than spoiler-free review? Um, it is heartbreaking um, to watch. So I, I grew up a Turtles kid, like I... Yeah. All the cartoon. I watched as many cartoons as I could get my hands on, as many movies as I could get my hands on. So, like, ones that came out, um, like, I grew up on the ones that came out in, like, 2002 and 2003. Those ones were amazing. Uh-huh. But I also watched, like, the originals. I also tried to find as many Dark Horse comics from them as I could and, like, uh, everything. I went as deep as I could go in Turtles. And um, it was heartbreaking for me to watch to watch all the events that lead up to um, what is a beautiful ending unfold? I thought it was like really well done. I thought their present world was really nice, um, like how it ended. But I thought the past world was just devastating. Yeah, and like it, it was so strange how much it took out of me. But it took so much out of me each book. So what I what I want to say before we get into spoilers is it was just a great ride. A hundred percent. And it was action packed. It had drama, human elements, even though they're mutants. You know, the the humanistic qualities. Tons plus of throwbacks. How it transitioned from scene to scene. There's multiple points of view that were always shifting. Yeah. It gave a different point of view and also different timelines as far as flashback, flash forward, mm-hmm. even like flash forwards inside of a flash forward. But it still was easy to follow and push the story forward. I, I appreciate that it was um, like less funny than most turtle things and the mm-hmm. humor in it was much darker but like yeah. that those little pieces that are in there i i i enjoyed that it felt like grow like grown up well yeah. it feels like you just said it feels grown up but mm-hmm. also it's still connected to like your childhood oh like yeah cartoon turtles to where like yeah you could totally picture them being all goofy like that in the cartoon as teenagers but now he's grown and it's way more serious and 100 percent. yeah it's uh, so dire stakes and kind of brutal at points it feels more real so let's just get into the spoilers here (coughs) and and the last ronin is michelangelo yeah yeah and i kind of before this came out i called it or i at least was hoping it was him okay be real was it a shot in the dark or was it or was did you have an estimated guess i i felt like it was a good uh bet yeah, I mine was a just, shot in the dark, but I just just because like he isn't the obvious choice. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So it made him the obvious choice to me. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, he's all serious and shit and you could totally think that that was either Raphael or Leonardo. I was I was pretty sure but that it was going to be Raph. I I I, I was pre- I was definitely sure it was Michelangelo only because it wasn't the obvious. He was the least obvious choice. My my next choice was going to be Donnie, but for that same reason. 
Yeah. Like he just. Oh yeah, he would nobody be, nobody would have expected Donatello. He would have been number two. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Actually, I didn't. You're right. I didn't expect Donatello either. I never even. Yeah. Considered him really. Mm-hmm. That would have been a really good choice too. But that first book, and you don't find out till the end. And I felt like such a goofball when I found out because all his text boxes are in orange, which is they've been doing since they've been in color. Yeah. Like all his text boxes were his color, and it still took me till the end of the comic. Oh shit! When they revealed the it, first book. Yeah, when they revealed it to be Michael. Are they really? Where is it? Yeah. Hand me that book. I didn't notice it, and I had to look hard even after you told me that. Yeah. Before. And I, you, I kind of felt like an idiot. Like all his narration oh, to yeah, himself, they are. they're they're See, orange. I didn't know about it until I got the first book. Sean gave me the first one. It's like, mm-hmm. You need to read this. All right, kind so of, he kind of relapsed me back into comics. Let's uh, so I kind of knew d- it was who it was. I somehow spoiled it, but it still didn't matter. Oh man, watching him talk to his brothers as spirits, yeah, yeah, absolutely heart. And you still don't know who it is. And let's, they did a great job. Give a, let's kind of give a rundown of what is going on in this story. Just kind of a quick overview. So, uh. You want to so, like we as far just as like, like what are over overall the, what's going on in the first book? Like, so, just like the other turtles are dead, obviously. Like that's um, so it's the last note. hurrah, the la- the swan song of the teenage mutant ninja yeah. turtles. Right, the, how they are all going to end. It's been and then rebirth. But, okay, it, yeah, it's Not, been decades and decades. So you come in in the first book, right? right. So it's been decades and decades. Since we've we've seen the turtles and Honeycut and Casey and April, um, and it's been decades and decades after that, you find out everybody's dead. That that's your first thought is Mikey's literally the only one, except for Shredder's bloodline, um, where you find out that his grandson runs this whole utopian slash dystopian universe um blade runner dystopia very very blade runner esque where it's like the center the center of their city yeah it's like you're imprisoned in the city yeah so he lives so we find out mikey lives on the outskirts of town which is kind of like a really cool mirror of the sewers like literally the sewers is the grossest place that someone could live and they lived in the sewers so it makes sense that um you know in this in this future that he still lives in the grossest place imaginable but instead of it being like uh man there's shit water everywhere it's like literal radiation and all this stuff that just deteriorates every living being but uh because they can't really figure out the the goop the mutagen that made the turtles is why like Mikey can survive all that. Everybody else on the outskirts has died because they're all humans yeah, he and they can can't just chill in it. And yeah, they can't make it. It has little effect on him, but it does still have effect on him. Um, and then so it's yeah, his swan song. You come in on his last hurrah. This is this is the Ronin trying to topple the empire as much as he can. Finally, end the Foot Clan once and for all. Well, and it's a like duty that was passed down from the turtles for over like a hundred year or a couple hundred year or thousand year or however long. Yeah, they were like they were betrayed. Yeah. So later. how long was that whole like? That's a great question. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean it, it's it didn't start with the turtles. They were just meant to end it. It started in feudal Japan. Yeah. Like it it started. Yeah, a long time. Long. It, depending ago. on which storyline you're following, whether it's going to be from a movie, but it's like it starts with splinters. Like Splinter's Master, and well before that, right. like it was in some in some versions well before that. But in the most adopted, it it's, seems it's like Splinter's in this Master, one, it, it, it seems like in this one, it's a way older than that, though. Yeah, it seems in this in this storyline, it seemed like it was, and then for, forever, forever, and then 
Splinter knew it was the last, kind of the end of the line. We have KC in it, who's a teenager. So yeah, but, April's but daughter. we don't know that yet. Eventually. We yeah, we don't learn that not, KC not, is KC until like a different book. That's like like three or, or two. Mm-hmm. So they're so they're just a couple. They're a generation. There's a whole other generation that. But we're. I'm just adult. staying as far as establishing timeline. Yeah. So she's probably you know. So we're talking probably 20 years after. 20. Yeah, I would say like 20 to 30. I think Casey's like probably mid, only realistically how old the comic is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like if it aged real time. Dang. Well. So yeah, the first episode is or first book uh, is. Wish for death is what the first one's called. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of him bum rushing uh, Shredder's grandson's compound. It's a suicide mission. Yeah, he's, and going, he knows in, it. he's going in to die. Oroku or die Orota. Orota. Oroku. Oroku. Oroku Orota. And then name. so he gets fucked up i mean he goes through and makes a good run at it and kicks a bunch he gets of surprisingly far he gets really really far but then ends up falling out of the building and all the way down to the street and being rescued by april eventually right I, yeah i love though in this one um so he's going through his whole suicide mission this whole plan and the whole time he's being berated by his brothers yeah. Like even as spirits, they don't approve of this plan specifically. Yeah, that's which a really I cool, really liked. That's a really cool part of those. And it's important to know what that... you're reading it. He, he, they don't know that he doesn't. The audience doesn't know that they're dead yet. They're just voices talking to him and critic until you see well, them. Yeah, yeah you see the spirits. That's what it's, I was just gonna say. Is so, like, yeah, it's really cool that super cool that you know he. You get to hear them talking to him, and it's kind of like you said, it's his, his, him speaking in their voices, just in his own mind, and it, they kind of come full circle with that at the end of the last book too. It's yeah. like you get it really heavy in the first book, and then he ends it. Yeah, and in the last book, he, you know, he, he's like, even what did he say? He said something about, um. Like when you guys were alive, you used to tell me what to do all the time. But it's even worse when you guys are dead. Yeah, it's like he has and something it, along because those lines. it's his own mind, like berating him, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I didn't take it as his own mind. I always took it as like those were the actual, like I. Uh, so no, in in no, they're not. It's not their spirits. Well, in turtles, they've had spirits like come in, out before. That's like that's not a new that's not a new theme for them. I thought I always took it as. It was his subconscious talking to him, which is also like really cool. And I knew a lot of people were going to take it like that. I don't. I don't think my opinion is going to be the popular one on this. Um, that they're actually spirits. But, but well, dude, at the end, you yours has a point though because at the very end when he's dead, mm-hmm. it, he like wakes up in like a he wakes up as a teenager as a teenager like as one of the teenagers he's got like a bandage on his head yeah. and they're like man you were out for so long and they're like making fun of him and he just like balls so is it like he was having a dream i i think uh, like that that so or is that him waking up in heaven and being with his family i think it's like the equivalent of yeah. him like waking up in in heaven and being with like in his heaven and being with his family dude that's how i interpret that, it as. yeah yeah so, I mean, it, I think you could take it one way or the other, however now, you Even want both it. cases, when you're talking about, you know, I think it could be either or, and they it left really it could. open it's for really your own open. interpretation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, yeah, you could take it how you want. doesn't matter. 
what it really was, but I personally took it as like him uh you, like using the memories of his brother his brothers to uh project his negative thoughts of himself onto himself. Yeah, like his survivor's guilt, his survivor's remorse. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So Good they would be, be because he had a ton of it. This is what it's five books about survivor's remorse. Yeah. That is that is what this is. And he always felt like he wasn't good enough or like he Yeah, like he like he wasn't he shouldn't have been the one to be doing this or mm-hmm. and it's kind of crazy to see him as a teenager and how lighthearted and like funny he was uh, as opposed to what he is in this war-torn hermit dude and he's like such a fucking badass and living nothing on the like, radiated outskirts of this yeah, giant and he's robot nothing city. like in the cartoons or any version of michelangelo and that's what broke my heart seen. yeah it's like that makes you sad is it like took away his innocence look how they like, massacred my boy yeah they <laughs> real and then, godfather and then moment. you get five issues showing you how it happened oh my gosh it's yeah. like what he was a kid then and they were having fun playing superhero and then he went through the real war and yeah and and it's not only that but PTSD too and the story really starts on uh number 2 so yeah one thing we've kind of gone over most of what happened in the first issue um one important thing is he's about to kill himself he's going to take yeah, oh, yeah. he can't even do that right he says Casey cuz we pet- learn it then comes in and saves him he like bleeds out right before he can doesn't he yeah he yeah. passes out before he can stab himself mm-hmm, he's and gonna I think he even says something about not being even good enough to kill himself r- properly yeah he's all as he passes out he's like ah oh, fuck i can't even do this right <laughs> and then when you start to see some of the maniacalness of of the bad guy we'll just call him shredder shredder 2.0 yeah. He says, no matter what I need, he's has his mom in this like cryogenic or like. Oh yeah, he has Karyl stuffed up like that. Yeah, so uh. so he's like keeping her, but the only reason why he's keeping there is to show him how much better, and like to prove his mom wrong. Yeah, like I could do this so much it's better. Not even to save her, it's not to save. It's just so he can be like, "Fuck you, mom! I did it better." So Karai has like this very um, what is her name? The the mom in Rick and Morty, like. Beth. Uh, yeah, Beth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like he but she has a very like Beth and uh Beth and Rick relationship with the Shredder because he just is terrible. He abandons her. He never like she's she's not on his radar at all. She's just like a general in his army as far as Shredder's concerned. But she as a child and even as a as an adult has always just wanted to prove herself like she just wants a dad, which is also really heartbreaking. But um, that abuse, it's kind of, it's cool to see that generally, like generationally, where you have Shredder 2.0, who just wants his mom's attention, who just wants a mom. Uh, but it's the weird kind is, of attention. Yeah, too. but is yeah, but his competition is his grandpa. So he's like, if if the only way that I can get your attention is by being him, I'm gonna be him, but better. Yeah. And that's just that's how he's the bad guy. Exactly. So he's got like a really he's got a really cool motivation, and it's nice to see a bad guy who doesn't have this like super sad backstory. It's just like I'm a dick. When he, seems he is a fucking straight up asshole. He's too. the worst. Yeah. He's like I'm a god. 
Yeah. Like he th- that's how far gone that he, motherfucker is. He is a straight is. god. Complex. Also his last words. Yeah. Yeah, he literally says I'm a I'm a god. Or I'm a mortal or I'm a god. And yeah. Then dies in a face full of shit. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, he dies in the fucking same muck that mm-hmm. Spoiler. Michelangelo was <laughs> oh, yeah. of. Yeah. He dies in that same in shit. In the mutagen. Was, yeah. So let's let's go to uh, uh, issue 2. So this is first to fall. Oh my gosh. So this is it starts off from the point of view of April as she flashes back to Thanksgiving and she's just been proposed to by Casey. Or, or we learn that they've been they're proposed. They're getting married. But they haven't told anybody yet. Yeah. And then Ralph comes in and everybody's all fucked up. And we learn about, you know, Splinter's been that they've been ambushed. Ralph. Splinter's, yeah. Raphael. <laughs> Ralph. 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 Uh, Raphael. Yeah, no, that's, and so Raph is my guy. Raph has always been like my favorite. Uh, and it's funny to like he evolved from originally is like he wasn't always like the rude turtle. He was just the cool dude, you know. And cool in the eighties was rude. Mm-hmm. So um, as as his character progresses, he just gets kind of like mean or angry, and that's his thing. But um, Raph was always my favorite turtle, like growing up, and the fact that he was the first to go and how he goes makes so much sense to me yeah, that and still hardcore. ripped me apart. That shit's hardcore. He, he went out like a motherfucking gangster. He went out like Leonidas. Yeah, he went out like a bad motherfucker, like for real. He literally charged in in a battle, like much like Michelangelo, Just much almost like how it started off. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He he knows that this is, but he's in pure rage. So if he was, um, last time I was on this podcast, we we had talked about a little bit how I think of a lot of the world in D anD D. So he would be he's the he's the barbarian. He's got um yeah. He's got that bar like that barbarian's rage. I forget what it's called, but uh, he uh, just enraged. So he enrages himself. Berserker. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, he goes a, berserk, and then he he, and he is rushes a berserker, in. Kind of. Yeah. Because he went in, fought like how many fucking ninjas off? Like over a hundred. Yeah, a whole battalion. It, like he took out himself. a fucking ton of people, and then like fought, didn't he? Fought, he threw down with. Uh, isn't he the one that injured uh, homeboys? Mother, yeah, she. They, yeah, he. He did. He, dies, he right? did. Uh, yeah, he. He yeah, jabs Karai yeah, and Karai's like. Jabah! Doesn't he like stab her and then she like stabs him again? Yeah, much like it's, Leonidas. It's that's, like, how, that's how he goes out. They're like sinking in the water and he thinks he's got her and like they get each other. Yeah, that's that's the part that's really different is that in no point in Mikey's story does he think at all that he has the upper hand. Not even in the end. Like when he wins, he's still kind of astonished. Um, spoiler, sorry, but. Um, in rafts he's like i'm gonna make it out he's still in like that that teenage young adult i am immortal uh without ever saying it which i also really enjoyed about raf like as his character he's Dude, he just was like, like that. full of arrows oh my yeah so he's he gets berated by the whole clan and because he's not dealing with the whole clan he's, he's going like, straight I'm still for the head standing, motherfuckers yeah this is all you got and like yeah ends up Dude, that fight, yeah, that was a really tough one. It was a, it was a really tough one. I to was watch. like, he's even then when I read it, I was like, oh, but he's not dead though, right? Like, oh no. But the other thing is, while we're getting bits of that story, we're getting bits of the present dystopia. Yeah. Correct. Like April has cybernetic or robot arms and legs and yeah, shit. She got fucked up in yeah, and something later. So I mean, they've all just been torn to shit, and you know, still. 
holding on with you know duct tape and yeah and she's still line. living and she's living in the turtles old there and the, yep she lives in the old sir it's the only safe place for her mm-hmm. which is pretty cool and then we still get bits and pieces of mike kind of dealing with his brothers mm-hmm. and a fighting and then you know from one page they're there then they're just gone you know so this is he crazy is he not crazy are they spirit you know yeah it's like just even like his own psychosis just fucking with him just yeah. like his brothers did yeah i think it's ptsd like uh, you said mm-hmm. survivor's guilt I mean, mm-hmm. you know his i think that's just his coping mechanism and like maybe not like he's crazy but that he just thinks about his brothers a lot uh-huh i love how at peace he is with that the whole time uh so in no way shape or form is michelangelo at peace with his brother's death but he is at peace with just talking to them like it's normal. Yeah, that's with it. The fact that they're there is proof that he hasn't coped with them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they're they're you know, he can't get rid of them. He needs to keep maybe like part of him needs that to that mm-hmm. to, that grit to fight against to keep him going. Well and but that's like interesting that's an inter- like in this moment that's true. But like at the end before he goes for the second time. And does that blitz? He lets it go before he goes, and that's when he wins. That's and it's only because he knows that he's. It, yeah, it's only because he knows that he's gonna be with him again. Well, he mm. knew that the first time, though. Technically, he went into there to die. Yeah, but he went in with different, different intentions. Yeah. Well, yeah, he went he in there. He to didn't do go this. in there to topple the government. He went in there to die. Yeah. Whereas this time, or the next time, he goes in there with a real plan, with a real strategy, right. and he knows that whether he knows and first a team. off, yeah, and a real team, he knows he's not going to make it out, but he knows that it's going to work. Yeah. Whereas even in the other one, they're making fun of him because they're they're just making you know like, oh, this is going to be a shit show. Right. Like you're you're not going to make it out of this alive, and, and you're not going to change anything. Yeah, and that's just his own, you know, him him telling himself that you know that's the way I took it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that you know, that's him going knowing that his plan is shit. What was Bill? What was your reaction when you found out that Casey was Casey, like Casey, like April's daughter? It was kind of a little. Eh. I mean, not a it huge fit. Deal. I mean, not. It was almost a little too formulaic, a little bit, but it didn't stop me at all. I just disliked that her name was Casey. But it did ca- yeah. catch me off guard, like, oh, that was the chick from the first one. Like, holy nuts. Well, the, yeah, because she, uh, Michelangelo steals her bike. Steals her motorcycle. And, like, trashes it. And, yeah, dips. Yeah, and then just, yeah, it goes away. And then she ends up, like, saving his ass, too. Mm-hmm. And she's not mad about it because uh, she recognized the turtle from her mom's stories. She was like, holy shit, they're real. <laughs> I think I it's interesting to one. know yeah. that, like, as teenagers, they were, like, kind of smaller. Like not much bigger than a person. Oh, and then they grew. And then like so, yeah. And there's, this, there's some lines in there about it too. That, yeah, and that, that that like since he's an adult, he's much bigger, much stronger, much faster. That's how he's able to survive the so, fall. So uh, you know yeah. what? That was like pretty cool for me because like you said, you you grew up on like the newer, uh, are they Michael Bay movies, the Ninja Turtle ones? Uh, I didn't grow up on uh, those movies, know. but I definitely did watch but them. But you know how they were like really big in those? Yeah, they were just and, huge. Uh, like I kind of dug that. You kind of got like the old school Ninja Turtles, and then you had some of that too. So he's yeah. like much the same as like those bigger turtles in the new movies. 
Yeah. Which I thought those movies were pretty cool. Did you guys like them? Uh, I thought they were decent. I thought um, the second one was just like all fan service and computer noises. But I enjoyed that one, I think, more than I did the first, although I didn't dislike the first. I, th- I liked them both. I haven't even seen them. They're, um, they're okay. Really? No. You should watch like them. A, yeah, it's, there's ones like, yeah, I should watch that. And then, oh, look, Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's pretty cool, dude. You should watch them. Wiener, 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 wiener. <laughs> South Park's best joke about Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else? Let's see. What else are we missing? Uh, so there's. So that was about all of, as far as issue two. Um, we also learned that's where also where Mike is introduced to KC. Oh, and then in the next book, that's when that gets. The... So yeah, issue three is fight or flight. Yes. So we we get a flashback to Oroku's ceremony where he becomes the leader of the foot. Mm-hmm. So this is where we start learning about some shady shit that he's doing. It's the betrayal. Yes, it is. It, he's the Judas. I don't even know if Judas is even. He's never even on the right side of the table. Well, they had a they had a treaty. <laughs> right, uh, he's just Satan. Yeah, I mean, right. He's, he's, he's the uh, Lucifer. He's just, he was just already he's just a fucking dick gone. Yeah, because he he. Um, like he yeah, had they, a they, they the in, initiates a peace treaty with the the foot uh, the turtles and the foot. And then when they meet, he's like, nope, it's yep. a, it's a, it was an ambush. And this book is the first twofer. Yeah, what this a is the fucking first, shitty thing to do. This is the first double kill that we get. Yeah, yeah which we lose Splinter. And Donatello. And, and, Donatello. and Donatello, yeah. Both, because they both, they're the ones who went to Japan, which I thought it was really cool that um, Splinter had brought Donnie with him as opposed to Leonardo because Leonardo, well, Leonardo has to still keep watch over the other, you know, the other ones. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got to yeah. keep watch over Mikey, Casey, and April. And um and Honeycut Honeycut's still a part of this um, so he's just got to keep track of them and so I like that he leaves his leader there but the next in command it's it's neat to see that it's Donnie mm-hmm. so it's and cool that he brought and it totally Brainiac. should be I mean he's the only real level headed one of the bunch he's the total other than, other than like to. Leonardo yeah him and Leonardo were the two he yeah he was the most sensible uh but. Not always the most like yeah like not maybe the most like director not, not always the most like he's not a general say, correct um because Donnie was like it'd be so much easier if we just did this and Leo would always have to be like we can't because a that's not allowed by the rules or b that's gonna take way more than you think it's gonna um so as they grow up it's cool to see Donnie grow out of that and finally find his own as um, not a leader, but in more of that mindset. Second in command. Yeah. Um, ter- super heartbreaking that they just, uh, they're there to celebrate. Uh, like even the weapons that they bring were ceremonial. Um, they didn't, they didn't prep for yeah, war. They fully expected it to be. They expected this it to be to cool. be like exactly what they were told. Yeah. And it like, yeah, that part is fucked up. And then they and then they get jumped and they die and that's when but at that same time that's when the war breaks out. Doesn't Splinter survive in, for a little while after in New that? York? Um, I think Splinter was the first to go and then Donnie went after him okay. if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, uh, I, I thought they both kind of died in battle, like, like around the back. same time. Yeah, or or it was like he turned. Yeah, the, it kind of showed. It never showed their death on screen or on on. It didn't show rafts either. No, none of them. Mm-hmm. So you never, you, you never actually. Saw, you just kind of saw him like floating, fa- fading their away, hands, their hands floating apart or whatever. You get it's the, like if I'm talking and then I just sort of just. 
Yep. It was oh, yeah, yeah, it's exactly it like that. Away. And then the red, the uh, and then his mask. Yeah, he sinks and she floats up to the top. In the because they're and in the goes water. into the cryogenic chamber. Yeah, because there wasn't really cryogenic, but they were no, fighting in the water, in the uh, the river, right? Yeah, and in this one, they're fighting in the snow in Japan. He fucking hugged her and like jumped into the water to drown her ass, and she ended up fucking stabbing him, right? Yeah, is that how it went I, down? I think so. I don't really. Like it's, I remember. I, I remember. Raph was like super fucked up, and he ended up hugging her and falling into the water. And I think that was his plan is to just drown her, and he's not going to drown. I think it's um, a neat theme that you can see around for the Splinter and Donatello battle. Uh, like, the battle in the snow is not always good for the hero. Uh, I, I can't remember yeah. what else I was what I was thinking about when I, when I saw that. Or, like, Lord of the Rings, you know? Um, they're out in the snow, and they can't even manage that, so it's, that's what brings them to the minds of Moria. But um, snow's not good for heroes. And these guys are out in Japan, which is, it's cool because Splinter's going through all these emotions because he's just living full nostalgia. Like, this is where I grew up. This is where everything happened. This is how it happened. I remember these streets. There were shops here. My house used to be here. Like, that whole that whole era is what Splinter is living in. And in the midst of that, in the midst of him finally being able to show his sons, he never got this opportunity. In the midst of him finally being able to share with his children what he grew up with, that's when Splinter attacks him. Like, not only off guard because they he was lied to and they believed it was but a he's ceremony, distracted. but like, yeah, totally distracted mm-hmm. in in any in every sense. Completely off guard and not expecting anything at all. Yeah. And then in the present tense mm-hmm. or the present world, uh, he's declared uh, Shredder two point has declared martial law. Yeah. And is in and is on a rampage to try and find Michelangelo. Is and is sending everybody after and trying to to get him. Yeah, because he believed that he was dead too, right? No, he, he just knew that he thought they were all dead. But then, yeah, and then yeah. it's like, oh, one and came back, and now he's like, I gotta, I gotta find the this guy from and the kill foot robot. They're not even real people anymore. Because him and Leonardo, because him, him and Leonardo and April all got blown up in an explosion, right? And that's how that's April the, lost. I think that's in more and four. Oh, was so, it? That's yeah. the next book. Was yeah. it really? Yeah, yeah, one book at a time, homie. Well, fuck, I don't remember <laughs> this shit in order, dude. But I just yeah, we we like we've just dissected it. But you're, you're right. Yeah, that do, does get. I don't a, think we need to give the entire play by play, but I mean, it's we, we, I mean, this isn't everything. These are just the key the key points. Yeah, but I mean, we just I think the cool thing about this story, just as we were seeing the past and the present, there's like two different lines of you know uh, two different stories going on at the same time mm-hmm. that are interwoven and are a, a yin and a yang and that just make this great flow for this whole story yeah and they are and from start to finish that's what made it very satisfying and a great great comic and they interchange really well together like i there's no point for me at least where i was confused with is this a flashback, or are we back to the present right now? Like, every- and they changed art styles too, mm-hmm. and every- a lot of them are different yeah, tones or inks. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when it was the young turtles, it's or and even kind of later on in the kind of the heaven scene, it's much lighter, a lot more oranges and yellows. Like or when colorful. he was talking about his journey up into the mountains and yeah, shit. when he just just and it looks like very old school. It had mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It looked like the old Ninja Turtles comic. And it was all like yeah, just sketch style. And that makes it really easy to break apart into like distinguish like different 
Like, oh, okay, this is a memory because it looks completely different than the rest of it. And that's bringing a- back that old art style, like you were saying, yeah. is super, like, that's a really cool thing to do for the fans. Yes. Because that's that's what brings you in that memory as well. Like, oh, man, that's nostalgia for me. Like this. So, yeah, and those, like, super flashback scenes. Yeah. It looks like the old comics, and that's, like, fan service right there, you know? Yeah, but, but used intelligently. Like, I mean, yeah, so smart, like, to take it back to that. Yeah. For the flashback. like Because mm-hmm. in, in the movie, the second movie, you know, they bring out Bebop and Rocksteady and everyone's just happy. That's the fan service because it's like, oh, I love these guys. This is Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. But in this one, it's like, I'm going to take you through a memory and I'm going to take you through a memory through your memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't really get to read the comics that much. Mm-hmm. When I grew up, it was the cartoon in the, you yeah. know, the 80s cartoon. That was, and then the, and then and the then movies. The movies so that was mostly my and the action tur- figures. Oh fuck! Oh yeah, man! Yeah. Let me tell you, I had the turtle van. I had the van. I had uh, Shredder, the Astro. Did you have the blimp? No. Did you have the lair? I had the lair. Did you guys have the sewer? No, lair? I didn't have the lair. But I see had, the toys were a little after was, my time. What was uh, Shredder's was... with the eyeball on the top? Oh, uh, that was um, what was that thing? The the Technodrome. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of Baxter's things. No, um, that was. The Terror uh, Dome was G.I. Joe. No, that was. No, no, no like it Baxter. Was Shredder's, the one with. Yeah, it was Shredder's, but Baxter had made it, like, story wise. Oh, okay. For, for Shredder. Either way, I had that thing. It was fucking pretty big. I, I played with that thing all the time with oh, all man. my Ninja Turtles. I had the van. I had a fucking. I wish I had the blimp. I the, always wanted the blimp. The turtles were the last action figure I collected as a kid. I so after wa- that, that's kind of where I kind of phased out of the action figures. The last ones I remember were like, um, I don't know if it was Turtles in Time or whatever, but they were like all dressed up as like samurais. Yeah, that's Turtles oh, in yeah, Time. Yeah, that's, that's the third, third live movie. action movie. Yeah, the movie's awesome. Which is way better than the second. I'm just no, going to gonna throw that Stop out there. It. Secret of the Ooze was garbage compared Stop. to the other two. Stop. I'm, like, I'm not a fan of crazy. Secret of the Ooze. You sound oh, crazy right now. Look at that's that's two or three, huh? I don't, I'm not a fan of the secret of the use. Why? What's wrong with it? Oh well, it is it just because uh, vanilla ice is in it? Uh, no. no, that that was a, that's the only redeeming part. No, it's also the like ninja. the weakest story wise, and only. it has the most continuity errors. It just felt like money, money grab, money grubbing. Yeah, it was cash a, grab. It was that's a cash grab film. The third one is pretty cool though. The third one's pretty rad. I won't I look. Like I it. still enjoy Secret of the Ooze, but I I just recognize right. that it's pretty. The trash. first one's the best one, obviously. Oh, the first one's always you most most times most times the that first movie's one is, so movie's great. And I actually not counting Empire underappreciated it as a kid. Terminator. As a kid, I underappreciated oh, yeah. the first movie, just because it was like a little over my head. I think. Yeah. As far as like uh, how serious it was, and I was like. I concur this with that statement. This isn't like yeah. well, the cartoon. What, what, like, you know what I mean? You're so, like, yeah. where's the anchovies on the pizza? That's yeah, what so I'm waiting for. That's why maybe I liked the second one so much. Was because it was much more like the cartoon, a little more lighthearted. I think I just caught the second one when I was too old. Uh, so we owned, um, my parents are also huge nerds. So we owned the yeah. first and the third movie because they thought the second one was terrible. Um, and then I watched it at my cousin's house when I was a little older and could like understand. I must have been like eleven or twelve. And then I finally watched Secret of the Ooze, and I was like, ah, oh, 
No. It's not that fucking it's, bad. It's you guys not. are being ridiculous. Well, it kind of is. It's when not. you can see their eyeballs through the mask. And it's so funny. Stuff. So funny. It's not that bad. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad, but it wasn't that good. Yeah. It's funny. not like Last Ronin. That was this. literally heartbreaking. So yeah, that's, if that was a movie, this should. If they made a movie out of The Last Ronin. Like what a fucking great movie that would be! If it would not. have to be animated. Yeah, I would have, yeah, I would have to agree. I'd want to see it animated. Why? Don't, it it I don't could know. be just. I don't know. I think just the art and transition styles, like we've talked about. I guess it could be done. Um, animated would be maybe easier for sure. Mm-hmm. And you could probably do a lot more. You can do so much more, and you don't have um, other artists. It, it takes it takes other artists out of the equation, which is like. Sad to say, but also kind of what you need if you want the story that is what, already what written. What studio would you want to do it? Oh, I don't know the studios enough. Um, dang, that's a that's a really good question. Uh, if I were to have a studio do this, shoot, I would want um, I would want the studio that had made uh Batman versus the Monsters. The Monsters. Is it the Monsters? What is that one? The well, there is the ba- uh, the Batman Ninja Turtles movie, and that one's animated really great. It, yeah, the animation style is great, but I have that comic, and side to side, they are not the same. Well, it's mostly the case with any DC animated movie, though. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, right? Sometimes, I mean, some moves are for the better, but I'm I'm like a huge, huge Turtles fan, so like, so lots like, of stuff is real sacred to me. Yeah, if you. That movie's really cool, though, the Batman. It, it is really cool. They did, like, a so, really, really bitchin' job with Somebody it. like that, but I would actually want, like, a something high, like, super detailed for this. I wouldn't want it to be... I agree. So I would wait three like, years for a cartoon. Yeah, something like a DC animated, I wouldn't want that. I would want something that is oh, hyper-realistic, but, like, um, not hyper-realistic, but... You know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, like the step below CG, where it's still drawn, but yeah, it's not. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I hate CG I'm anime. Not. Yeah. But it may be like an anime like the studio. New Berserk. The New Berserk's terrible. I hate it. Um, but and if there was an anime studio that did this, I would want... Um, oh, like who the is one it? That I have does, that in mind. Like the one that does uh, One Punch Man. I was thinking, yeah, season one of One Punch. That would be good. That'd be really good. Or... Um, Shoot, even even Demon Slayers would be really good too. They've yeah. only increased, like an anime studio to do this movie. Then, yeah, that'd be rad. Like for sure, that'd be super rad. I think so. Like, uh, what's the studio that did Naruto? Uh, Shonen. Like, dude, Shonen Jump. Like, so give it to Shonen Jump. It'd be pretty and neat. That, that would be pretty neat. That'd be so sick. Oh man, so book um. <coughs> What else happens in book four that's like really important? I know that like Casey is like really on Mikey. So we actually KC died in three. Casey, no, no, no. I mean KC. Oh, 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 oh. Um, the daughter, female. Casey. Casey. <laughs> For some separation. <laughs> we missed we missed some stuff up, in um, three a little bit, but uh. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Book three. Um. I remember like Casey's really bugging uh Mikey to teach her. Yeah, they start training and yeah, yeah that's where we start to get the J- uh, Japan flashbacks. Um which is cool how that ties in because like my even though Mikey never got a taste of J- Japan, that's where 
that's where all his stuff lies. So there's one scene that was really powerful. Casey, the girl, comes up out of the sewer and is on the same street where Casey, her dad, and Ralph uh, died. Yeah. So on the on Bleacher Street in Sullivan, she comes at the same moment and is like coming out in martial law and is like, oh shit. This is like the same spot where everything happened. But for her, this is almost a transition point where she's not becoming the victim, but she starts becoming more of, you know, the, the badass, you know. Yeah, like a step ninja. above, like the weird street thug thing that she mm-hmm. was in. For a second, uh, when you first see her in the comics, because of her color scheme, I thought she was going to be part of the Purple Dragons. Mm. And I was like, man, did those guys survive too? Uh, I was happy to see that they didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, Casey's whole storyline revolves around the Purple Dragons, but... I was, cool. was much So when cooler. do you start seeing that she has powers? You don't really. And I mean, I, the only I think is when it, a little bit when she starts, she started training, training, when yeah. she starts training with Mikey yeah, because he's like, "Damn, it, she's way strong." And when does that happen? That's in like the second or third it's, book. Right? Yeah, th- I third, I think third or fourth. It's, it's like when be. they start training and he starts. But you don't really see it until the last book when she punches through the fucking wall or whatever. That's that's when you really get to see it. Yeah. Because he criticizes her. Um, he's like, man, you have a lot of strength, but you have zero technique. And I I love, like, um, I'm sure even as a boxer you could appreciate that. But, like, as a fighter, that's, like, probably one of my favorite things that you can see um, mm-hmm. is because when you when you get really good at a, at a martial art, whatever it is, and some dude comes over and tries to outpower you, if you have your technique down, you're still going to take the fight. Right. So that's like, I love that he criticized her for that. I also love, and I wish I had said it sooner, but I love that you get to see um, Mikey using all the weapons because all the turtles, it's not, it's not just him. All the turtles were trained in everything. The ones that were bestowed upon them from Splinter, it wasn't like, oh, you're the best at this one. I don't know if you guys have seen like the theory going around about the meat, like the meaning of the weapons mm-hmm. and, um, I'll, why I'll give, he gave each one to which? Why he gave each one to which? I think I did read that. Yeah. Um. But, uh, like, quick recap. Like, um, Donnie's all about tech and trying to be part of the future. So Splinter gives him the like the simplest weapon. Like, hey, you get a wooden stick, mm-hmm. and you have to be creative within that. Uh, my or I was about to say Mikey Raphael's all about brute force, and he gets he, a defensive weapon. He gets a defensive pinpoint weapon. Like if you use this, you have to be extremely accurate because sides don't have sides. Yeah, you it's would think you would think uh, he would want the the katanas. Yeah. Um, and then Mikey, because he's crazy and everywhere, needs the most precise, thoughtful weapon. So what would have even fit better for Donnie is what Mikey gets because it's what he needs to work on the most. And then for Leonardo, because he he plays so defensively and he takes the role in leadership, has the only like real lethal weapon out of all of them like this is used to remove limbs and heads but donatello is a defense player like he he's not out here trying to trying to murder folks he was he was the one trying to control the situation mm-hmm. so that like that's it's, pretty good all of them were trained in all these weapons and more because splinter knew all these like that was the world that he grew up in mm-hmm. uh so he he trained his kids just as just as he was and then you know gave them all these weapons, but it's cool to see them him reach car- out of that. It's it's cool to see him carrying all the weapons and oh so and, bad and and Leonardo's broken katana. That was sick. That that, that yeah. it's not just one of the katanas, but it's a broken one. It's it's the broken one. It's yeah, the last one that he had, and it it's like the bullet in Jack's gun throughout Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. like that first one when he like even when he aims the gun at you know, some other person, he's like, "This bullet's not meant for you." 
like that that sword had a purpose right and he doesn't really use it until the end does he mhm it's the real it's the real closure yeah, that's then, that's then, vindication in his eyes for his brother yeah and that was cool are we into the fifth one so no like, we're in the oh, fourth let's get let's get we're, there's a, there's so been let's a, get to the end we're we're wrapping up 3 we got to get to we got to get through 4 real quick which is so for um I got a little Kylo Ren kind of feel off of Shredder 2.0. Oh, yeah. He kind of had that kind of weird mommy daddy oh, psycho, yeah. ish, psycho issue. The Ben Swallow not, vibes. Not in a bad way, but that same kind of yeah, I get what you're bad saying. juju. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, Can I then we also yeah, go ahead, grab one. Um, We also start to see the plan to kind of take out Baxter's hideout. Uh, and then soon we receive Baxter. Get yeah. Honeycomb. I, yeah. Honeycut. I love Honeycut. Um, I love that they have Baxter and I like that they use the Baxter from my childhood uh, because it's the one that I'm most connected to. So you probably remember Baxter as a giant fly. Yeah. Yeah. But in, um, in mine, he was like, he's the first cyborg. He's like this crazy. He had his own explosion. Um, and then he had to put himself back together and then, you know, works for Shredder and all that. Uh, so, like, the plan to that Baxter is also still such an opponent in this time was really cool to see. Uh, yeah, so the plan to take down Baxter is probably one of the most fun things for me. Because it has all the Wi-Fi and every all the technology for the city, so they take that out. Mm-hmm. And they can run at the, and then they at can, the tower. Uh, in the words of Gandalf, cut the head off the snake. Yep. So... End of book three, he Mike reveals, I've got a plan. And then we start to see the plan in book four. Like a real plan. Yeah, a real plan. Which is neat to, th- to think that he was holding on to a real plan and still chose suicide. He was like... Well, he didn't have a team. That was He had a plan, but nobody to do it with. Yeah, he, he thought he was the only Nothing one. Nothing to do it for. Right. Like, he didn't that's have a reason to fight to for. Because he, now dude. he's like, there's some people out here that I still care about. That matter. Yeah, he needed a reason to live and to fight. Yeah, I think that's and what he, it was. That was his way to take himself out of his misery in the beginning. Yeah. It was a legit suicide attempt. 100%. I mean, like, he and tried then, to commit seppuku right there at the end. So. Yeah, and even tried to kill him. He, so he tried to kill himself twice in the first book and failed twice. Mm-hmm. But who saved him? Yeah, becomes... and then he found his purpose after that, which is pretty poetic and beautiful. Yeah. Really There's so many things like that in this book yeah. that, that just kind of pop out. And the juxtaposition between uh, the world that he lived in and w- like h- how he remembers the world starting to deteriorate and the world that exists now. So uh, the Shredder 2.0 dystopia versus him losing all his brothers. I love the Shredder 2.0 stuff. Because <laughs> so I, I can't pronounce he his really name. He really is, though, you know? Yeah, he's uh, like... It kind of bummed me out that it wasn't Shredder. I was hoping it would be. I uh, and yeah. you probably weren't ex- like surprised by that. You seem to be way more versed in the comics. Uh, I wasn't like so. I wasn't super surprised by that. Um, but I I wasn't I I wasn't disappointed. Uh, I was at first. I I also wanted it to be Shredder just because of like oh yeah classic fight here we go right that'd be sick but, but maybe that doesn't fit into the storyline. I I felt like uh, if they were to do Shredder, it might have felt like how they brought the Empire uh, the the Emperor Palpatine back in Episode Nine. Yeah, you know when you're just like come on for real like I finally thought we were well, over. See, I this. didn't even know he was like gone or this was. 
I thought this was like a standalone story that had nothing to do with any. Technically, yeah, this is. But it still is tied. It's tied to like the old comics, though. Yeah, right? it's still tied. Um, it it still follows other comic series from the Turtles, which is really cool. I like so that it does. Does it that. tie in more? Like, so if it like, are you saying it ties into multiple series? Yeah. So, um, it's. Turtles is kind of a mess, not going to lie. Well, I figured. Yeah, they have like a lot of one-offs and stuff like that. Like um there's this ongoing series that's been happening since like oh man, late or early 2010s. And then they have um like the series that came out before that. You have your your side your your one-offs like the or not one-offs, but like your your side stories like the Urban Legend comics. Uh, so those are like all different side stories and kind of branches of like, oh, this is the turtles. This is something cool that like we can what do ifs. with them. Yeah, kind of like what ifs. But another really cool thing is that Kevin Eastman had a part in all of them. That that Eastman was like, all right, cool. These are my characters. This is how we're gonna ha- handle them. And in one of the series, the ones that uh, came out in the early 2010s, um, Splinter had beheaded Shredder. They had um so in uh. An Avatar, That's the Last tour. Airbender that we talked about, Agni Kai. I don't, I don't know if you remember that. I think we talked about it on the podcast, but they have like you know that this is the uninter- the uninterrupted fight for the death, uh, and in Firebender world they call it Agni Kai. So basically, they had their own Agni Kai, and Splinter came out on top, where it's like my life or yours. Uh, so it's like a yeah, they a death match and yeah, wins. exactly, and that was a huge spiral for for all the. For all the turtles, they each handled that one very differently. Mike probably the worst, but because he was, he's the young, which also breaks my heart in this because Mikey and that is the youngest and the most innocent. So uh, when he watches innocent. Shredder, he watches his dad behead another human being, and he just can't fathom that idea that, like, man, you taught us to protect people, you taught us to always look out for each other, you taught us to defend. And you murdered somebody, and he like he runs away from home, and it takes like three issues for him to come back, and so it's like a huge, and then that compared to this, where he's like, I don't. That sounds like a badass storyline too. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty sick. Uh, but then from this, where he's like, I'm gonna topple your fucking empire, and I don't care who goes down. That almost sounds cooler than this one. Uh, it it um it becomes a mess a little later, after yeah. yeah remember talking about it's the same series that introduces punk frogs. So punk frogs. Sometimes I like these series that have a like it's only a five issue run because they're like able too. to focus on the story and have a, a clear beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, you know I think without that add, resolve, and then they add to it later. It's whatever, but you still have mm-hmm. that. This, yeah, yeah. Uh, book four was really cool because in the beginning, um, I remember when I was reading this feeling like in the beginning of the book, I still felt like we were in the middle and the meat of the story. And then towards those last couple pages, where like this is the blood and snow. So this is this is the one where book four is where Splinter and Donatello die. Yeah. Oh yeah, blood and snow. Sorry. Yeah, but Which that one ha- might have like one of the prettier covers too. Like it doesn't have much on it as like opposed to the other ones. Yeah. But there's like, a lot less going does, on. But it's definitely like a gorgeous. Like look at that. And also so heartbreaking. The, the journal in the snow, with Donatello's staff. The single set of footprints. Yeah, like that's cool. a beautiful image. It's really good. Beautifully like they, these are all These are all yeah. really cool covers. I think I like Raphael's a lot too. I should have. Uh, I have um. I have an Eastman cover of the first comic. I should have brought it down. 
Oh, um, the first book? Of the first book, yeah. This one? Mm-hmm. I have the A cover for that one. It's actually, I think, worth... Is that the one that's all orange? Except for Ronan in the uh, middle I of it? I can't remember. The first one's right in front of... No, I mean the the A cover, the other one. I think mine's got like the... It's a little different than this cover, though. Yeah, mine is super different. Mine was drawn by Eastman. It's the same picture, but it's the colors are different, I think. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's the A cover of... So it's like the original cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't like black and white? Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Uh, issue four is where Casey, we get a lot of training with him and Mike and Casey really oh, get yeah. serious into training. And he's like preparing her for battle and it's like, all right, it's for, for real now. Yeah, I, I love for that. real, real. It's for real, like real. Yep. In, in the present time, it, it's all, hey, this is go. This is serious. This is what we're doing. Uh, and... Uh, even in that sense, feels more lighthearted like the Turtles did uh, because it's finally a glimmer of hope, like a real glimmer of hope. Yeah. Not, oh, the people I once knew are alive, but like, dude, we have a real chance. Right. And so I like that it's that in that storyline, it's finally a glimmer of hope versus the past where it's all hope is lost. That's when that's when all of that starts to break loose. You know what I just thought of? Hmm. Does... Michelangelo give you Batman vibes? As the Ronin? Yeah. Low key. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Like he's all. A broke ass Batman, but. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's broke as fuck. If Batman was poor. Well, that's. Well, there's been storylines where he is. The White uh, Knight right now is. Pretty recent. Yeah. He's uh, homeless, I think. And then running around doing his broke Batman thing. Love that. Broke. Broke ass it Batman. is actually really cool. I read the first few issues of that, and it wasn't bad at all, actually. White, if it's the White Knight, is that one's really solid? It might be. I can't remember. I'd have to go digging through my Th- shit. that. That isn't one worth doing a whole episode on. Those ones. I just read the graphic novel and Curse of the White Knight. Yeah, it's. I'll have to read them. Pretty solid. Good. That sounds like it'll be good. We should do some more, more like comic book runs. For, for sure. Anyway, so where let's are we put, at? Let's, uh, other key things that happened in issue four. I mean, one thing about each one of these books, there are epic battles in every single one. So as far good. as like reading a comic book and getting good enjoyment out of each book, there's action and everything. None of them feels like filler. Or there's, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Every, every page, every panel needed to be there. And it was, it was poetic. Yeah. That way. I agree. And it wasn't it is yeah, a really tight forced. story like that. Mm-hmm. Really well composed for each book. Like you said, there's uh, the same amount of everything in each book. Yeah. I, and it's not like most animes, you know, you have to wait a whole season until you finally get the cool fight scene. You're like, oh, man, just watch until this person fights this guy. And is right. really cool. But um, it's it's nice also because it's the it's the start of the war and an end of a and the end of a war. And there's constant, it's constant fighting the whole time. Like there's and no two timelines time too. Yeah. Cause you get the, you know, where Splinter and Leo are dying and then you get the rebellion at Baxter's palace. Here's the plan. What's going to happen with the dusty honeycut head. Yeah. Okay. So what's your favorite battle in the entire series then? Oh, what's your favorite fight? Um, so 
Oh man, that's a really good question. Why was I not prepared for that one? Uh, <laughs> I just thought of it. I didn't even think I, I would ask. It I almost have to go with the the end, the last scene, just it's because. So good. The last fight's good. It's so good because he All takes over. the the bad guy from the top of his ivory towers down into the muck down through the bowels destroying everything in his structure on the way down until he gets into yes into the sewer and just yeah. throws his face and, and he eventually just dies in the shit in the waste of his own it's dystopia yeah, it's yeah. poetic justice i would either say that one or uh blood and snow um this, with, this one too because it's so it rafts is really cool because it's like i'm full rage i'm going in i'm gonna cut the head off the snake i'm going for the leader i'm gonna Blood end and this snow is the is this is the pretty the covers, the the one. but yeah. this one is like Splinter you get this really cool father son back to back like there is literally nothing else in this world but you and me right now and we have to kill everything else and it's like it's heartbreaking again that they die but uh, it's really cool that it's it's them against everything. And the fact that they put more than a dent into it is also really nice. See, there's some of that old school art yeah, style. I love it. So uh, this is where he, he, after they die, he just goes on a lone walk, lone wolf kind of voyage. He just walks. He's like... Yeah. You've really forced gumped it. <laughs> there's it's more... Um, there's a, it's like an old like, trope of uh, Damn, Japanese this, style. This uh, like... Um, I don't know. Forget, what, um, I don't know what they call it, but he goes through his own like banishment. Um, what is it? Leo. Leo has to do it too a couple times. Uh, he just like gets sent out for training, and they say it a couple times. But um, you know, they're like, "Oh, you have to you have to be out on your own in the forest so you can mm-hmm. learn how to be a better leader." But that's that's exactly what Mikey does. Is like he puts his head down and he gets his work done. He's like, "I have to face everything that I can so I can be ready to face the end." Yeah. And then yeah, we also hardcore, dude. Dude, coolest fight, right? Look at they're all getting filled up with arrows, and then yeah. Also, show look at show Bill this panel real quick. Which one? The, or not the just the whole page. Oh. So if you look in the pages, it starts white in the top left corner, and then even between between all the panels is red, like it's filling, and it's the same color as the blood. So it's like even it's between the panels blood. are filling oh, yeah, up yeah, with yeah, the blood. Yeah. Isn't that so sweet? Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's... and it like really it's. Because comics can't have music. Well, I mean, they can, but they can't have music. So it's really nice to be able to set the tone like that. Like, instead of this is the intense battle music, it's I'm going to bring you as into this as I possibly can. Which is also another how, thing that I okay, really I appreciate to, about it. We talked about the art style changing. Look at how it goes from this memory to oh, the bucket hat to this memory mm-hmm. and then to this. And then to the modern yeah. And then it all looks just flip back a few pages. Yeah. Uh, so rad. They and did it, such a good job. It, like and it's subtle and you might not even notice like between like the you know, the battle with mm-hmm. Splinter and Donatello to like the modern Yeah. Or the modern day and like it's intelligent fan service. It, it kinda again. looks it could look the same kinda to you, but it totally is uh not the same. Yeah, totally different. It, like if you get so wrapped in the story that you're like, well, it's all turtles, but you lo- you take a second to look at how the art and style tells the story too. Like that's crazy. Yeah, highly that, appreciate like you said, that. Sets the tone mm-hmm. without having having music. Instead, you change it visually, and like and it, you can really pull apart like where you are in the story just by the art style. Yeah, yeah. They did such a good job with this. They did such a good job with this. These books. 
this whole story. Um, four, we get Honeycut and um, so we get the plan to take out Baxter's warehouse and yeah, kind of flashes forward to them making the plan to them trying and failing to do the plan. Oh my god! Then gosh. here's the next step, and then they fail at it. Here's the next thing, and then you know eventually April crashes through with her like souped up tank thing. Yeah, saves the day, and then uh, five. Yes, it does. More than does. Saves their ass. Mm-hmm. Probably once again. And uh, yeah. then they zap Baxter like a like a bug zapper. Yeah, using the... That's when they use the last of honey... Part. Is that when they use the last of Honeycuts? Yeah. Yeah, so um, Honeycuts a professor from the future, uh, or from a different universe uh, that the Krang had taken over, but Krang had had uh, an alliance with Shredder. So really, Shredder's taken over their universe... And for whatever reason, they know that the only people that can stop them are the turtles. So Honeycut um, takes his mind, puts it into the robots, and then sends himself back in time because everybody is just getting executed in his world. So he sends his body back, or not back in time, sorry, he sends his body to a different universe, to the turtles, and that's how we get that's how we get Honeycut in the story. Mm. Uh, and then he fights alongside the turtles in different worlds and different dimensions, trying to stop Shredder at every turn that he makes. Um, but it's, it's really cool how the, it's always been a fight. Once Honeycutt was introduced, it was a battle of the minds between Honeycutt and Baxter instead of Donatello and Baxter, because, you know, Donatello was the tech guy and then Baxter was like, I'm better at you than this. And then Donatello could finally focus on, I'm dealing with my brothers and fighting everything that we have to fight as a unit. And Honeycutt was the only one who could really keep up with, uh, with Baxter and his, his stuff because he's from a different universe where they had advanced technology. Hmm. So that's it's really cool to see that. It's cool to see them bring in those like kind of cartoon villains. Yeah, and it was like it felt I felt vindicated that uh, Honeycutt's last hurrah was to take down Baxter. Like that felt right for me, yeah. and also like a really good sense of foreshadowing how Honeycutt had to give his life and his consciousness in order to stop. Uh, his big bad. That's pretty crazy, man. Like that's that's dope, man. I didn't know you knew so much so much about turtles. Like yeah, I didn't know any is, of this. This is my this is my jam. Hell yeah, turtles is my thing. Sweet. So, and that just rolls into the last book. So last Ronin. Oh, dude. Oh my god. And it starts just, out like just epic. <sighs> I mean, it's non. It's just from pushes the forward just, every just, page, every panel. It's like. Just you know, from page the turner, from the first page, as he's sitting there in Splinter's old room, and just kind of taking it in, and he's talking to his brothers, and this is where I was talking about. He's yeah. like, yeah. he's like, you guys are always bitching at me. He's like, it's even worse now that you're dead. He's like, and you know what? I want you to go. I want you to go away and never come back. And like it kind of goes through the panels, like never come, and then he's like back, and then like, he's looking around, and they're gone. They're gone. He finally, yeah, it's because the, they're going. You're a fucking loser. Like you should have done this. You should. This have done team's that. not ready for this. Yeah, you're, you're not. Gonna... Yeah, he's just. It's those. Those guys are his subconscious doubt, and, and, and those are. It's his subconscious doubt in himself, and he banishes that, and he goes. I'm like absolute resolve and he's ready and it, it's like mm-hmm. so different than what he does in the first yeah. book and the why he's doing it, and, like we said. And for like, like he's interp- not going in to die, he's going in with a plan 
yeah. and a purpose to like protect people. And uh, for which is like what Sh- Splinter taught him to do in the first place. Yeah, for the interpretation that they're spirits instead of um, as the subconscious, they're a hundred percent right. Their team was not ready. Like they well, had. Well, he he knows that. Though. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like it's the ragtag. Like and and as the brothers, they knew that because they were even just the four of them were a such like a way better oiled machine. Like they were a way better fit team. I mean, you know, they're the brothers. They grew up together. They fought together literally their whole lives. Trained so, for their whole lives. And that's that, why yeah. they, I, I like to, in the death, that's why they had to be separated. That this, you got to th- so remember, they can you got to remember this mission. Mm-hmm. Like this mission in the last book was supposed to be all four of them. Yeah. It's like, and so he's taking on that mission all on his own. Yeah. And kind Which, of as all four of them. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Which is he, the whole like mask of the Ronin is like that. That's why they. I'm guessing this is why they did it like that in the first place. You know, they show him in a black mask holding all the weapons because yeah. you're not supposed to know which turtle he is because he's all of them and he is all of the turtles and none of them. Yeah, <laughs> bum. Eventually, he is legion. <laughs> uh, he is legion. But I, yeah, I thought it was really cool because um, in that scene too, where he's like, "I want you gone forever." Not only does he finally let go of his brother's past. And comes over his own subconscious, but like, yeah, he give he they were throws out his doubt. They 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 were right. And as you read the comics, like there were parts in this, I was like, man, I are are we gonna lose? Like, am I? I know, like you know, everybody knew the fifth edition was the last one, and in my head is like they have full rights and jurisdiction to make them lose. Like my team does not have to be the winning team. That would and be fucked up. Yeah, they'd well, be... then he didn't win. He didn't live. He, no, he won. He did what he, he was he, meant to he, do. He, he wasn't he, aiming yeah. to live. He wasn't That's trying. True, he but, wasn't concerned with being. But like, he didn't. Living. He didn't come out on top. Yeah, he wasn't worried about living. He was worried about completing the mission. And we only get like a couple pages of the calm before the storm, like where he's sitting in that. It's sitting in Splinter's room. Yep. It's like one of the few moments. And then he's like, "Yep, not we're going in, in bitches," book. and then they start blowing shit up. And he tries to do a little distraction and like rocks half the building. Full domestic terrorism. It's like a fucking giant explosion. He's like, oh, guess they know I'm here now. <laughs> and it's all, yeah. And in this one, it's cool because instead of reliving the memories of his brothers, he's carrying them. Yeah. Yep. He And, okay. And like, so he's kind of fighting his way through. He fights that like deaf and blind guy with the giant sword. It reminded me like a video game and you had to yeah. beat the first few sub bosses before you yeah, got to the, the big mini one. Bosses. Yeah, the mini fight, bosses. He did fight yeah. a couple weird bosses. He does and... have a checkpoint moment after those bosses though. Like there's yeah. just that panel well, where he's breathing for a second. Like that's his checkpoint. Let's talk about Shredder 2.0's suit. That thing was crazy. And Bitchin'. Like, not symbiotic. only that, but like you were talking about his mom. And he's like walks up to the cryo chamber and he's like, uh, you know, they're talking this shit, that shit about, you know, fuck you, fuck you, I'll fight me, bitch. Mm-hmm. And then he walks up to the cryo chamber and it's like he's talking about his mom and then he just, what did he say? You said it, uh, he's like, I kept her alive. But he just, he just like, he just killed her or just like, I don't remember he exactly. He said something before, but then he just smashes through the glass. Mm. And kills her essentially, or makes sure that she's never gonna be going back. And right. it's it's also neat to see because we have the we now have the juxtaposition of Michelangelo letting go of his whole yeah. reason, like his whole reason for being is out of spite, but it's because he gets a new reason to live. 
Whereas his is, um, I'm out of spite for you, kills the thing. I'm out of spite for me. Right. Like he he never he didn't free himself. He, he didn't free himself, him. but he did let go of what he was holding on to. Yeah. Dude, poetic all over the place. All over the place. The storytelling is incredible. But that suit he's wearing, I want to know what you thought of it because what's the first thing I thought was like almost symbiote. Yeah, a little bit. Like the liquid metal or T2. Or like uh, Tony Stark's suit in Endgame. It it really reminds me of... The nanotech suit. um, Yeah. Later Baxter's body because Baxter becomes like just a head. Right. For a lot of the comics, and then he is like that nanotech, like um, Iron Man suit, that that is his body, which is what made him so hard to kill. And the reason they needed Honeycutt to do him was to shock him, so that way all his all his tech would fail, and then he would have zero life support. So like, that's and it really reminds me. It's like really symbolic of that. And I also like that they kept the shoulder spikes and the the face piece, that like trying like that callback to. That call back to OG Shredder. Yeah, it do, it does it does look like super nice old school Shredder, um, but still very new. And, and he had the fist knives. Yeah, or pokies or whatever the fuck they are. Oh, so right. sick. The pokies, dude, and it made him like crazy strong and a it had regenerative ma- a match. Properties. Yeah, he was almost uh, had the advantage in that fight. The the last weapon I totally forgot about this. I'm just looking at it now. The last weapon that he uses are his nunchucks. Yeah. So he carries okay. all he carries. I was gonna bring this up. Is like throughout the fight he uses each weapon and he says, and that one's courtesy of Raphael, and yeah. that one's for Leonardo, yeah, and that one's for Donatello. And then, yeah, he goes down into the sewer. And I was kind of watching the progression of the fight. Yeah. As it went down levels. And I was like, oh, this is fucking some beautiful shit. Because like, like you said, at the end, mm-hmm. he's in the sewer. Like, where it all started with his nunchucks. Home turf. And fucking just, oh, it was and beautiful. It's, yeah. I am God. No, you're not. That part <laughs> was so fucking cool. And then the Homeboy 2.0. Uh, he is like, oh, I surrender, oh, I yield. And, of course, he's fucking around and, you know, gets a blow on. But that's right before they go into the sewer and he starts chucking him up. I Yeah. And that, that part, to me, was the best part of that fight was he, when they were in the sewer. Or like how, how you had said earlier, Bill, how they were, um, how, you know, he dies in the muck. But it is it is that progression of I'm taking you from your comfort zone where I'm at a disadvantage yeah, and I'm taking you level by level to where I live. Yeah. And you're going to see what it's like to go from the top of the palace to the lowest slum. And he's going to get a shot in for each one of his brothers along oh, the way. Yeah. So dude, I'm telling good. you that was, that fight was that I was like turning the, I'm like, Oh dude, my, my eyes were fogging. So I'm good. like turning the pages as hard as I could. He's so like good. for every hit for his brother that he took. I was just like, yeah, and he man, that you know, and Raf, he got a stab through dude's hand because mm-hmm. he he found a way through his armor for a second, blowing up a grenade in his hand. Yeah, and that blew away the armor for a minute, and he stabbed him in the hand with Raf's sigh. That was so sad. And then he did something again to get rid of it around his mid midsection, and he stabs him with Leonardo's broken sword right through the midsection. Mm-hmm. And then to get away, like to get some distance in a defensive move, he smashes Donatello's staff on his face. 
Yeah, and then he and then it's finally like he has the nunchucks at the end where it's kind of instead of like a this is for me, it's like this is my comfort zone. Yeah. And then after they get thrown out into the muck, it's yeah, because dude's man like man, like dude's this is like oh, what are you, you gonna hide and shit? He's like, ain't nobody hiding, bitch. We're in you're in my house, motherfucker. Yeah, and he yeah. and he kind of gives um through physical force the same critique that he gives Casey. Where it's like you may be powerful, but man, you lack technique yeah. and experience. Where Michelangelo at this point is nothing but technique and experience. Like his mus- he's he's physically dead. There is no way that his muscles in that fight would allow him to keep moving. But just because of the fact he knows how to move and he knows that his opponent doesn't, right, gives him that tactical. Well, yeah, advantage. he says right at the very end when they're standing there mm-hmm. that he he's like, I don't even, I can't even barely stand. Yeah. But he still keeps fighting. Hundred percent spent. Yeah, and he's, it's grit. It's all grit. It's it's no longer because I want to die and more of because this has to get done. That's maybe one of the cooler fights I've seen in like a comic book. Period. You know what so, I mean? So good. It's it's like storytelling um, through combat, which I really appreciate, and uh, like the art is amazing. Uh, like when his when his stuff like powers down you notice his suit turns like white it's got like the red lines or whatever mm-hmm. uh and then like just also the po- like you know the poetic justice of him pulling him out of his tower the, like, yeah. you can't hide from me anymore yeah, pull, pulling him down into the muck whoosh <laughs> what it says right when there's pushing yeah the so april gets the fucking by the way they're fighting in the sewer uh meanwhile april is in a scuba suit, welding on the and fixing the the pumps. So the sewers cool. because the sewers they, flooded. Because they flooded the sewers to in an effort to like flush them out. No, the power out. Oh, outage, okay, yeah, they yeah, knocked yeah. out the power, and the side effect was the pumps. Yeah, so she didn't pump ends the water up out of the sewer. Working. Yeah, and a side effect is it like clears out the area and like the hideout, but the fucking tube that. 2.0 and Mike are fighting in gets flooded and flushes them out as Bill's looking at on the page here. So uh, cool. Into into the muck and the fucking dirt and uh radiation and all that. The other important thing that happened in the sewer scene with April and Casey is they Casey reveals to April that she, she knows. knows she's a mutant. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, well, why didn't you tell me? Blah 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 blah. You know, but yeah, that's that, kind of whatever. It was important. To- a way to wrap that up a little bit to the next to close it right and i think it wasn't too much it made sense but that it but in case it was it was a little bit of meat or you know something in there to get between the action and also yeah so like that little heartfelt thing in another piece where like her and her mom could connect a little bit i think that was like really nice to see because you know april's like man this girl's wild like she's so much like casey is kind of like her her thing is like, oh man, she's so much like Casey, but for them to have a moment together is really nice. And my favorite part, not that it's my favorite, but when mm-hmm. Michelangelo actually dies, right? both April and, or yeah, they're both April and Casey are there mm-hmm. and he hands her the book that says no peace. Because uh, before yeah, it said no see. vengeance or no K-N-O-W. Yeah, that's his, yeah. he's like, you can learn everything in there from Master Splinter, but the last lesson... Is from me, and it just says no peace, and not like N O, but K N O W. Knowledge. He wants her yeah. to know the knowledge peace. of peace. 
So it's like it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's his last words. So and that's in in essence it's so good, right? Dude, and, my and so, heart. But ah. then but then you get the scene you get a, where you get you like get a you get a scene. flat line. And yeah, then it goes back to yeah, kind of remi- uh, you know all the bright orange and yellow colors and mm-hmm. is but then turn to the next page and then you get uh Casey talking to April. Yeah. And then we get the um, modern Casey's training. Shows her training, but then the important thing is is on, is on the very last page. And they're making new and there's turtles. a little turtle new turtles in the little and She's like yeah. I have them. So much to teach you, which is like where the where the cheese comes in. But like, I think that's what's a amazing. what's a good yeah what's it's a good the, sandwich without cheese? I fucking no you, shit. you need yeah you need the cheese a I little fucking, bit. That part to me was like oh I love that. It it had to be I, there. I it was it. it was the heartwarming end because uh, like you yeah, know you gotta my, have a ray my, of sunshine in there. It can't be just a Mikey old... finding his piece. I think may have torn me down almost more than the deaths of the brothers. Mm-hmm. Like him living like. Waking up as a thirteen to fifteen year old again, like having lived this whole life and in a basically dream world, being in the world of our childhood, yeah, in the cartoon, like that made me eternal world. Yep, and that's like it takes you all the way back, like to the beginning. Full I was circle. like, I was like square mouth, snot nosed mess. I, I was, I was crying. I, was I like, teared up. Ah! And then the rebirth. Oh, uh, the yeah, and then the rebirth is really cool. It's nice because it like it both ties and leaves it open ended enough for the imagination. And then those turtles get to grow up in a little more peace, maybe, and like learn the same kind of things that the turtles did. And but they'll they'll get a better life than yeah, I think. And they'll the have a better four. life. Yeah, did I? Th- uh, um, the turtles grew up in peace too, kind of. They had to hide because, you know, they were like mutants in the sewers or whatever. It's not like Shredder was really after them quite yet. Right. Um, but because, you know, you don't really get to see Shredder until the Foot Clan start acting up, which is what lures the turtles out. He's like, oh, man, all this crime is super rampant in the city. Like, we got to do something about that because that's what we were taught to do. Yeah, the original mission of the turtles. Yeah. Uh, but so they'll grow up in a whole a whole different era of peace if, you know. That would be cool. It'd be really cool. It is yeah. like a really happy ending for sure, like sad, and poetic, and but happy. Yeah, in all the right places. I think every, it hits all the notes. I think really, if I was gonna score this thing like one out of five, I'd give her a full five. Yeah. What, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, even out of ten, a ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. It, yeah. Because it wins the hundred percent. As, as far as comics delivery. Well written, great arts, every meaningful, book, like you said, and it every all connects. Every book has action. Every book has essential story. None of it's filler. Yeah, it's like, done and right. It, it's ends on like maybe the only way it could have. Like yeah, really, yeah. how how else are you gonna end it? Especially with the way he start the tone that it starts, and I think that's the important thing. The tone that it starts in the first book carries throughout the same things that we've just said, but it just. It's one but fluid the subtle, piece. Yeah. The, the subtle change in his mission and just like the shift in mindset, like he was basically suicidal and wanted to die in the beginning. And then just that. It was like false that, justice that, to real justice. Yeah, that, that fi- yes. Yeah. Like he was really completing the mission that he was, you know, trained to 
complete. Yeah. As opposed to, like, yeah, I'm going to give her kind of a shot, and maybe I'll kill this guy, but I I'm really hope I just die. And it, and it really goes back to what Bill said about short stories, like the, the side pieces. Like the, you get a beginning and end, and yeah. you, you get a full... You get a whole story. You get to wrap it up in a nice, tight way, and they, it totally does. And they sold shitloads of um, alternate covers too, so they made their money. There, oh, yeah. oh, have you have you looked at the art for the alternate covers? There's it's crazy. There's, There's some so cool. many, awesome but there are some like really really good pieces in there. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, worth it. Definitely. This this book is worth it a hundred percent. Even if you've not read it, and we just spoiled all of it for you. Uh, There's you, so much we didn't. We need you like need a, to experience this. We need like a comic zone. Approval rating. So, we do, do we do a 10 out of 10 or is it a 5 out of 5? We need some dorky symbolism, like, I don't know. So, two Spocks and a. Your face. Oh, man. In my face. In my face. <laughs> we get a full bill. We get a full bill. Yeah, they're, all, they're all bills. Like, we get a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do you, it by your beard length and we uh, get a full beard. No, this from, is like him grinning to him frowning or like to him crying. <laughs> So like one is like Bill crying, and a, a ten like a ten or a five is like him like also Bill crying but gr- out of joy grinning yeah <laughs> crying like yeah of happiness yeah and then everything in between which is how this book ends because it makes you cry out of sad it's cool because you get to develop with the it characters hits. in the story because you're crying the whole time but at the end you're finally crying tears of joy instead of I don't think you ever my childhood laugh, is dead uh, there's like a couple moments where like you know the the um I always refer to them because they're the boys, but like where all the brothers are just being cynical and kind of dicks, and some parts where Casey's well, Caseyness shines through, like where you see her dad. Yeah, it's like a little chuckle, you know, like like again, the humor's very dark and it's very seldom. Yeah, the the book is intended to be very serious, and it, it is, and it is a very serious book. Mm-hmm. So are we at on time here, Bill? We're about about that time to to wrap it up here. Hell yeah! I don't. I can't Perfect. play. Wrap it up, wrap it in. On this, but let me begin. No music. No. Okay. Well, I'm gonna just do it right now. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and enjoyed Raiden and everything that we talked about, uh, don't forget to call. Uh, check out thecomiczone.com. Um, we have links to every single episode we have there, is and is uh, we also have links to. Um, all the places you can get the podcast. Bill's running the Instagram. I got the TikTok and Facebook. It's got the memes. That's really about all there is to that. That's yeah. right. Because that's all we get as far as action on Facebook, and that makes me sad. So we're we're a little ashamed with you, Facebooks, <laughs> and all you people there. You need to share us more. Yeah, or, or like you our can't shit. Share. Share the page. Tell your friends. Like our shit, you bunch of fucking haters. Rate us on iTunes or Spotify. Give us those stars. Give yes. us the give us the five stars. Listen and when subs. they come out. We need some subs. But anyway, this has been the Comic Zone. Thanks for being on, Raiden. Thank you guys we really for having me. It. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I really appreciate it, you guys. And Bring your turtle knowledge. Letting me geek out about my things. Dude, you it's did like have the, a ton of knowledge. The so. pure the pure reason of this podcast, I feel like. <laughs> is just to let people geek out about what they geek out about. So Absolutely. thank you very much for letting me have that. Hell yeah, buddy. All right. Peace out, homies.